On this week's episode of Two Views Movies, we're headed back to the United States of Zombieland with the sequel 10 Years in the Making, Zombieland Double Tap, sponsored by the Buffalo Funds. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are revisiting the world of Zombieland today after 10 years. Did did anybody want this sequel? I think so. I think people have been clamoring for such things, but then they got beat over the head with Walking Dead for so long (laughs) that uh, maybe, maybe kind of fell off, but I think people wanted a sequel. Yeah. Do you think they wanted it 10 years later, though? I think uh, better late than never. Sure. I feel like it was a sneak attack. Like, I heard no rumblings of a Zombieland sequel until it was announced, which is weird in this day and age. Well, I, I thought it was that they had talked about it for a while, and then it, it disappeared. Then, yeah, it just came back out of the blue. Yeah. And I definitely agree with you, because I'm one of those people that I actually went back and double-checked my timeline because I really liked the first Zombieland, and I, I just wasn't sure when Walking Dead came out. And Zombieland came out in 2009, and Walking Dead premiered in 2010. And I, I think you were kind of alluding to this, or maybe, maybe you even said this, but I know I've said this before, but The Walking Dead just ruined zombies for me, because I just I got tired of it. Yeah, I mean, anything you can think of that a situation you've been in with zombies, they've done. Right, like there, there's there's hard hard to come up with a new thing with this, and that's that's part of my my issues with uh with this movie. Uh, once we get to it, is zombies are are less less fun villains. Yeah, been there, done that. It's hard to get original with them. Completely agree with you. So before we get into that, let's uh, let's hear from our sponsor, the Buffalo Funds. This episode is sponsored by the Buffalo Funds, a family of mutual funds based here in Kansas City. When the stock market goes down, it may be a great time to contribute to your individual retirement account or IRA. Don't wait until the end of the year. To get your free IRA investing report, go to buffalofunds.com backslash podcast. You can open up an account online directly with the Buffalo Funds and choose from their mix of U.S., international, dividend, or income funds. That's buffalofunds.com backslash podcast. The fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses must be considered carefully before investing. The summary and statutory prospectuses contain this and other important information about the investment company may be attained by calling 800-492-8332 or visiting buffalofunds.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual fund investing involves risk, principal loss as possible. The Buffalo Funds are distributed by Quasar Distributors, LLC. Thank you, Buffalo Funds, for sponsoring this episode. We do appreciate it. Yep, and with that, let's go straight into our letterbox blurb for Zombieland Double Tap. The group will face a new zombie threat as a new breed of zombie has developed. This new super zombie type is faster, bigger, and stronger than the previous strain of zombies and harder to kill. These super zombies have started grouping up into a horde going from city to city, leaving a path of destruction behind them. Uh, 
I have a lot of comments about that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and keep going, <laughs> okay, and finish this out, and then let, we'll just dive right into that because I, I'm sure we both have comments on that. Uh, directed by Ruben Fleischer, who did the first Zombieland, as well as Gangster Squad and Venom. The cast: Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin, Zoe Deutsch, Rosario Dawson, Luke Wilson, and Thomas. Middle ditch. So let's let's go back to that blurb. What do you think about yeah. that? Um, I think that's a a false statement. <laughs> that's that's being generous. <laughs> well, well, hold on, hold on. I think it's an accurate statement based on the first two minutes of the movie. Um, okay. Did they really square off against other survivors? No, they don't. But this doesn't say that in here. Oh, I sorry. I was reading the the IMDb one. No, no, no. I, I'm reading the letterbox one. All it talks about is the new breed of zombies that are bigger, faster, stronger, and they have a giant horde that's going from city to city, leaving a path of destruction behind them. Which, um, like Not I said, really. yeah, right. But the first couple of minutes, it tells you that there's you know three new types of zombies that have evolved. One of my problems with the movie is that it just completely abandons those and then introduces a fourth one later that then it builds kind of everything around, but in no point do I feel like it's going from city to city, leaving a path of destruction. So I don't know where this blurb came from, but that's a really horrible description for this movie. Well, so they mentioned the ninja and they yep. mentioned the, uh, um, Homer and Hawking Hawking. Yes. And they, uh, obviously they mentioned the Homers a few times, but they only mentioned the Hawking one time of mm-hmm. the guy climbing up the back of the, the RV. Yep. No mentions of ninjas. No, never. And then the T-800 comes later. But the ninjas might have added a different element to this. Sure. But they didn't. (laughs) They didn't even make an appearance in the movie. Right. Yep. I don't know what the point of that setup was. I thought that was going to be one of the main premises of this is there's, uh, okay, we're still in zombie land, but we have three new types of zombies and these things are going to wreak havoc. But they really just completely abandon that altogether. And then, like I said, bring in the T-800s, which is basically just saying the zombies have gotten stronger. So I, I don't really understand why they led with that in the movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that either. It just to bring up that zombies are different now. Right. And I think that ties in with your comment before we dove into this, which is in a world like our world, our real world, that is totally zombied out, at least in my opinion, I am. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of like that. Um, and I feel like, you know, the uh, the wet towel of zombie worlds has been wrung completely dry, as tight as you can get. I felt like that was going to be their angle for trying to do something new in this world. And they just didn't. And not to say that that was going to be overly creative, right? I mean, okay, we've seen other types of zombies in other movies. I, I don't, you know, whether it's the the rage zombies from World War Z or something else, like creating a new type of zombie isn't really anything to hang your hat on. So I, I'm not horribly upset that they abandoned that. But at the same time, like, I just don't like the idea of you introduce something in the first few minutes of a movie and then it has no meaning. Right. And even if there's only th- Three, I think they could have stretched that out to like 10 different kinds of zombies, you know, just for just cause. Sure. You know, to let's just play on the <laughs> on the fact that we're we're listing things just like his rules and whatnot. So now we're, we're listing uh, different kind of zombies that we've encountered. Right. But they they did mention that the world is zombied out at the beginning. Right. They said, we appreciate you. You know, we know you have a lot to choose from in the world of zombies. Did uh, did you ever get a sense of timeline on this? 
movie, like when it's supposed to be? Is it 10 years later in that world too? He d- he did say 10 years, yeah. Okay, I thought so. Which surprised me that nobody's been to the White House in 10 years. <laughs> well, I mean, clearly people have because there was like Papa shots and stuff in there. So it's just not occupied as of right now. Oh, I, one, I assumed that they were already there in the White House if you go there now. Oh, Papa shots? Sure. Okay. <laughs> but, but two, I thought that was after... Were they there right when they walked in, or that just over 10 years? Uh, I don't know. Because it led me to believe they'd been there for quite a while, so I'd assume they'd bring in stuff that they enjoyed. Oh, see, I thought that that was... the We were seeing the first time that they went to the White House. Yeah, well, he said they'd been there for a, a long time, and, the, and those are the best years okay. of his life. Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought... That, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch it. Yeah, I mean, I I thought the best years of his life was just like the hanging out with them and that aspect, but I thought that was their first time of going to the White House. But who knows? I could be wrong. I do want to take a step back, though. I do want to give them kudos with the marketing, at least the uh, the first trailer that they have of Academy Award winner and then three Academy Award (laughs) nominees, and then they're in zombie land together. (laughs) Yeah, I had to go back and kind of think about when this happened in the context of almost all their careers, uh, Woody and Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone. I mean, clearly with Emma Stone, I knew it was before she really blew up. I couldn't really remember what Woody had done since then. And then I also, specifically with Jesse Eisenberg, could not remember if the first Zombieland happened before or after Social Network. So I had to kind of go flip through their IMDb's really quickly to see where this was because it doesn't feel like zombie land was 10 years ago but it yeah clearly no, was. I, I thought that was clever marketing it's it fun to reference all that yeah i liked the first zombie land so while i wasn't like probably crazy excited for a sequel i was like oh yeah sure fine i'll go watch this i'm you know i'm mildly excited because i i probably have only seen the first one twice maybe but i i remember liking it so i was cool with with going back to this world yeah yeah and, and i like the uh Basically, the the parody, the the spoof on on zombies, kind of like uh, what Shaun of the Dead, you know, have a different take than oh, these people are so scary, you know. And I, yeah, I, I like the rules. I like the relationship between all four characters. Um, and I thought you could tell they are now much better at their craft than they were <laughs> in the first one. All except Abigail. I thought she was worse. Well. She kind of got sidelined for most of the movie. She did. Which I, I don't know if that was just a, a byproduct of the story or whether it's like, hey, Abigail, you know, you haven't really quite maybe blown up like Eisenberg and Stone and Harrelson. So we're just going to send you off over here to, to go do your thing for a little bit. So how do you feel about the pacifists? <laughs> I mean, I thought that was funny as a good play off of Woody Harrelson's overly macho shtick. I mean... It was fine. It's. I feel like a couple of the roles in this movie were sort of tongue-in-cheek uh, commentary on stereotypical roles that you see in zombie movies or other movies, like the one being the pacifist and then two, the ditzy blonde that Zoe, Do- Zoe Deutsch plays. Um, so I, I thought they were both fine, and I thought they were used in small enough amounts where I didn't really get annoyed with either of them. Yeah, uh, well, I didn't. I didn't mind one character being pacifist. The whole community of it didn't. I didn't enjoy that that line. I did like her. Uh, you mentioned Zoe's character. Um, I wish, uh, I wish what they would have done with her when he after he shot her. Mm-hmm. Um, that in the car when he came back, more of a 
it may have just been the peanut allergy because I mean I think you saw that coming. Yep. Right. Uh, but I wish that conversation would have been there, and then she had actually like he would have killed a, a human that wasn't turning into a zombie. You know, I, I thought that's kind of what we were gonna get, gonna get if he had to. Well, I just shot her. She was a real real person. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I thought we were gonna get a little bit of that too because I thought that was gonna lead into a joke about that would be the second person that he's killed thinking they were a zombie, but weren't. If you go back to Bill Murray. the original zombie land with Bill Murray, right. yeah. And they do bring up Bill Murray later, but uh, so I was, I, it was funny that that came up later. I just thought that was going to be the window for that to come up. But yes, I, I did see the, it was clear that that was a, a peanut allergy happening. Yeah, and maybe if they would have shown other people turn into zombies before with the vomiting, because they, they made it seem very similar uh, later on, but that was the first person we saw turn. Yeah, you have to go back to the first zombie land to know that that's what starts happening. Cause, so I actually watched Zombie Land the night after I watched Zombie Land double, double Tap because I just kind of wanted to revisit it. And there's the whole scene where the first time Jesse Eisenberg encounters a zombie, it's the, the girl next door who he thinks is cute comes over and her boyfriend has tried to bite her. And then she falls asleep in his apartment and he wakes up and she's doing the whole vomiting thing. So um, they do set that precedent. It's just in the first movie. And he did reference her. Yeah, the uh, 406 or Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, in this one, I, obviously it's been a while since I've seen Zombieland, um, but the uh, I did not remember that they start vomiting before they turn. Yeah, it's like a sickness. Down with the sickness? <laughs> God, surprised that wasn't in there. <laughs> so basically, zombies are pretty irrelevant to this plot. Yep. Uh, throughout the entire movie, it's a... Basically, it's the four of them as a family and going to to save her, which the, she was really not in, in in peril at all. Nope. And it just, it, it kind of does the cliche thing where they're trying to find, I mean, they did this in the first one, right? They were going to the theme park because there were supposedly no zombies. And now I know they're not trying to go to Babylon, but that's where she's trying to go. You know, the there's always in zombie movies, this uh, last hope, right, uh, of a city that you know, is surviving and all that stuff. So they went that route with it and fine, at least for the other three characters, they had them, had them chasing Abigail as opposed to, you know, they're trying to find their last hope, but it just kind of felt like it didn't really do anything that we hadn't seen before, whether that's in other zombie movies or in the first zombie land. Yeah. I, I liked her desire to, to need somebody. Right. You know, so like the beginning of this movie felt felt more real, you know, from the motivational standpoint. Then she meets the Berkeley and uh and like, okay, how are they gonna do this? I, I didn't like that they went to Babylon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it'd have been a, an interesting concept of how he survived Zombie Land as a pacifist, you know, and kind of go through his you know, his world of how he's been doing this for the past 10 years. Uh, I thought that that was kind of going to be interesting and in how she was going to try to try to live in his, his world of walking around with just a guitar. But I didn't, I didn't like the rest of them, whatever they were doing. Yeah. It felt like a giant shtick. Like the only reason it existed was to have her be able to rebel. And she basically as the surrogate daughter for Woody Harrelson has rebelled against his whole way, which he is, so macho and so gun toting and loves the violence of zombie land. And they just felt like that was their angle for this whole thing was 
you know, got to go to the nth degree the other way. And I agree with you. It, w- it would have been funny to see how that guy would have survived all this time without ever being which, violent. Which I was fine with. I thought they were going to introduce him to Woody and have obviously opposites, you know, butting heads throughout the entire rest of the movie. But they didn't go that We didn't see really any interaction between the two ever. Yeah. Except for the one one little throwaway scene at Babylon. Which was funny. Which is funny. But it's not what I thought that they were building towards. I thought they were adding a new... Because they had all kind of... They're now a cohesive family. that They're all on the same page. And then this would be throwing in, you know, the girl, you know, the valley girl. And then, uh, then the pacifist, you know, changes their dynamics. And so I thought that's what would have mixed up their group a little bit. But I, we didn't get that. No, I, I did feel like them disbanding in the beginning was a little bit forced to me. If they really had been together for 10 years is she really going to all of a sudden freak out because he tries to propose to her? And uh, I, it's zombie land, so I get it. It just felt like they didn't come up with a good way to divide everybody up. I mean, again, the, the real division happens once Madison or Abigail goes off with the pacifist because then Emma Stone comes back and everything. But it just, it felt like, I don't know, they didn't care enough to really put too much thought into it. Like we just need these guys to split up so that we can track them all back down and get them back together and have some kind of conflict. But if you look at it in the context of what's actually happening in the movie, it doesn't really work all that great. I agree. No complaints. Have you watched Zombieland, uh, the first one anytime recently? Uh, I think we watched it about a year ago. Okay. Yeah. I was actually pleasantly surprised rewatching it, even though I watched it after double tap. Um, everything's just better in that movie. I don't know if it's because it's more original or if it's just, I, I honestly, I think all the characters are just slightly better in the first movie. I think Jesse Eisenberg's better. I think Woody Harrelson is way better in the first movie. And, and same with Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin. That doesn't mean that they're bad in this movie. It just, they didn't quite hit the highs of their characters in the first movie, um, which is kind of what I would say about this whole movie in general. It's just, it feels like been there, done that. It's fine. It was entertaining, but it didn't really do anything to set itself apart. Like I felt the first zombie land did. Well, I thought the first, the first one was obviously more original. I yes. haven't seen something quite like that, but I do think each of the, the three of them, not including Abigail felt like they, I thought they did a much better job of acting in this. Like I felt like they were them. Like, like it's Woody Harrelson as if you were in Zombieland or I, and truly I felt like Emma Stone wasn't even trying to act like that was Emma Stone in this movie. Like I felt like that was the real Emma Stone. Yeah, I can, I can see what you're saying, but I think if you go back, I don't know. I'd be interested to know if you went back now, having seen double tap and go back and watch the original Zombieland. If you feel like despite feeling that way, that their characters are more engaging and engrossing and funnier and all that stuff. And the interactions between all of them are better in that first movie. So I think, I think it can be both. So I'm not trying to argue against your point. I'm just saying that I think it comes across the screen differently. And maybe it's because in the first one, he doesn't feel like Woody Harrelson. He feels like Tallahassee and, you know, he doesn't feel like Jesse Eisenberg. He feels like Columbus. Whereas maybe in this movie, because they feel more like just themselves in Zombieland, it's not as fun. Well, I think it's, they know each other so well. And so the first one, they're obviously getting to know one another and they're butting heads here. They, they know 
each other. So their relationship's different. Uh, so you have Emma Stone and Jesse who I, their relationship, I really liked in this. I liked that they're back and forth, their sarcasm, their, um, snarky remarks to one another, um, mm-hmm. the looks, the eye rolls, you know, all, all that stuff. I felt like that worked really well of people that have known each other for 10 years and they're not in that. It's just a different dynamic than if you just meet somebody and you're trying to get to know them and everything's awkward. Right. But, th- but this, I felt like they, they truly knew each other. Uh, I felt like they were very comfortable uh, with everything going on. Uh, it, it felt real to me. I get that. I totally get it. And I, I won't even disagree with it. I just felt like maybe it is that newness of the whole group coming together that makes the first movie more entertaining. And that's the challenge of the second movie is that now that you know these characters, how do you possibly keep it as fresh as before? And I think they tried. I just didn't feel like they quite ex- exceeded my expectations at it. They, they probably were just like maybe just below met expectations. So and, and that's my comment, I guess, on the whole movie is that in some ways it's nice to go back to this world and these characters, but in some ways it feels like not a lot has changed from Zombieland 1. And, and that's the fine line that a sequel always walks, right? Is that how do you stay true to the first without alienating things, but also how do you make it feel fresh? And this thing felt a little bit more stale to me than fresh. Now, I mean, I can see that. I mean, the whole plot, I feel, was was more stale, but I thought their interactions were better. They just didn't, ha- But they just didn't have anything to do. I think that was my my issue with it of like the whole Graceland thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I guess you can call me an Elvis hater, but I hate these in movies now. And it's like, that's a driving force of trying to be the King or, or people doing impressions. Now they did do one thing differently in this of explain the why behind it, mm-hmm. which I've never seen before um, of the, why he's obsessed with the King. Right. You know, that made sense. I mean, it was kind of an, a more a deeper dive than I expected out of Zombieland Double Tap. <laughs> right. You know, um, you think, oh, you know, he just loves Elvis, so they're going to go to Graceland, mm-hmm. you know, but they at least explained a little bit, but that added nothing to me. Um, going to different monuments or uh, that doesn't, I don't enjoy that. No, the White I- House is cool. You know. I think it's just an excuse to keep the people moving, right? I mean, like, uh, that's what I mean by even their initial breakup in the beginning. I just, it felt like they needed ways to break them up and keep them moving. So they just took some low-hanging fruit, like, okay, well, let's just make Tallahassee obsessed with Elvis. Because in the first one, he was obsessed with Bill Murray, kind of, right? Which is how they chose the house to go to with Bill Murray. Well, now right. he's obsessed with Elvis, so they're going to go try to find Graceland, and et cetera, et cetera. So it just felt like they didn't put a lot of thought into how to move the characters from place to place. And instead, we're just hoping that no matter what you did with the characters, it would be fun. And there's a lot of truth in that. But when it doesn't quite feel as fun, then you do start to, I think, focus on some of those other things, which is like, okay, well, why are they really going there? And that's kind of lame. So it's kind of like if if the characters can can mask some of that, then you don't care as much. But this movie didn't really do that, at least for me. I think it would have been better if, like, Abigail was obsessed with Graceland for some reason, mm-hmm. and that's why that's why they knew where she was going. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't. I still wouldn't like that, but it make it make more sense to me. Yeah. 
And you could have, you know, Woody be a fan, but uh, but not his idea. Right. I don't know. It just I, I didn't I didn't like that. But what what did you feel about all of the uh our new new characters? Oh, I I thought they were great. Um I don't remember if I ever watched the trailer for this, so I completely didn't know that you know, going into this, that Rosario Dawson and Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch were in this. So when they all showed up, I was like, okay, well, I like Rosario Dawson. And then when Luke Wilson first showed up, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Luke Wilson in a while. And it took me a little bit to realize he was doing a, you know, bizarro Tallahassee. But then when Thomas Middleditch came walking out and he looked exactly like Jesse Eisenberg, I, I got a kick out of that. I thought their interactions were fantastic. Well, and I would have enjoyed that more had it not been in the trailer because it, it was. That was like what they were leaning on, I feel okay. like. Uh, so I didn't know how big of a part they were going to have in the movie, uh, but they did put that in the trailer. And I wish I would have been like you and been surprised to see them because it yep. would have played a little bit better. But I did like how uh, Jesse was more enamored with his his double yeah yeah everything about that worked i mean every the fact that emma stone could see both of them clearly for being doubles but jesse eisenberg didn't see it he just thought they were like best friends and then i thought it was hilarious that they go out and try to fight the zombies right away and they both come back after you know they get bit and they turn into zombies immediately so it's not this like long running gag that we're going to do for the whole rest of the movie it's it's just sort of this hilarious you know 10 or 15 minutes that happened in the movie and i thought it was really really well done we did get a Kansas City shout out. Yeah, we did. I yeah, was surprised so at that. Emma was uh, looking for her double from Kansas yeah. City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the middle ditch stuff. I thought he was better at being uh, a counterpart to Jesse Eisenberg than Luke Wilson was to being a counterpart to uh, um, Woody Harrelson. But uh, it was both fun. I completely agree with that because I feel like Wilson was the one playing a character, and it yes. felt that way. While uh, Middleditch was, I feel like himself. Yep, he <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was like that, you know. Yeah, completely. You did. Uh, you did catch his his one order as president, didn't you? Oh yeah, the uh, pardoning Wesley Snipes. <laughs> right, I, I like that. Yeah, uh, now his I would have liked partner. You go money train. Yeah, over white men can't jump. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I always think of money train with those two. That's terrible. That's, that, was, that was their, <laughs> they're trying to recapture the glory of White Men Can't Jump and Money Train was awful. I wonder what uh, what Wesley thinks about that, seeing that in Zombieland. I, w- I, I hope that we would have seen him in Zombieland opposed to that reference, but I'll, I'll take any that I can get. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, well, they got to be friends, right? Oh, for sure. I, I would think that in real life they are, but who knows? I mean, Wesley Snipes is a weird dude. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, he is, you know, half vampire, so. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've scraped the bottom of the Snipes Harrelson barrel, I think I am uh, running out of things to say. Let's get to our questions. I am Thor, son of Odin, as long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? All right. So what did you rate it? I gave it a three. Uh, okay. I was entertained. Uh, I thought it was a better than average comedy. I guess it goes okay. more into a comedy than than uh, a horror movie because it really wasn't that zombie element hardly at all. Oh, for it. sure. Um, but I had fun. I, I enjoyed them. I liked the group. Um, I would watch another one if it had the same cast. 
I think. Yeah. The above okay. average. I'd say three. About right. you. Well, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm at a three. I, I debated between a two and a half and a three because um, I felt like it was very average, but you know, with my weird rating scale, um, two and a half has way more of a negative connotation in my brain than a three does. And I didn't really feel that negative about the movie. I just felt like it was, it was fine. It was fun at times. And I think it could have done a lot more, but I certainly didn't have a bad time. I'm glad it kept the runtime short, but especially having revisited the original zombie land, it kind of helped solidify my score that, uh, yeah, I'm at a three on zombie land double tap. Gotcha. So what was your favorite part? I had to go with the long shot fight that is in Rosario Dawson's hotel. So not really the initial zombie part where Middle Ditch and Luke Wilson are fighting the zombies outside. But once they come inside and they start to turn into zombies, like that whole thing, how it was filmed and just all the creative stuff that was happening. There's a couple callbacks to the original zombie land where, like, for example, Jesse Eisenberg is running. He's like, don't swing, don't swing, don't swing. And then he slides on his knees and says swing. It it works in the first zombie land. It does not work in this one. So there's there's some funny things that happen there. But I thought the scene was really well shot and uh, was a lot of fun. So that that was my favorite moment. When... Uh... He hits Jesse with the guitar in the face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what was yours? Uh, I just like the interaction between Jesse and Emma Stone after it with the girl in the car. Okay. With the other girl in the car. Just their back and forth. I really enjoyed, the again, the snarkiness, the uh, making fun of her right in, in front of her face, but she isn't obviously oblivious to it and all, and all <laughs> right. that. And just, you know, callbacks to her to their relationship in the first one. Oh, what happened to the first time you guys met? You know, oh, you didn't point a gun and try to steal their car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was you know, good. Uh, uh, so I, I just enjoyed them together. I like okay. that. Gotcha. Uh, did you have something you'd change about this movie? Uh, yeah. Uh, again, I'd change the, the pacifist group and I would do more with the, uh, uh, the Terminator zombies. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's there's room to discover more stuff that way than have them just jump off a building. Yeah. I mean, they set that up from the whole speech about the buffalo herding and him being a, was a Blackfoot Indian or something yeah. like that. I mean, that was coming from a mile away. Yeah, it seemed like they didn't they didn't try to do anything really with zombies in this, and I thought that that would have opened the door a little bit more. It just didn't seem like there was much conflict from the zombie side, and it was all internal with their relationships. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But you, I, um, I, I wanted him to just do something more, but that's a very generic comment. I mean, it, it felt dated. Like partially, we had like one foot stuck back in two thousand nine, um, and I, I get that they were trying to just pick up the formula and apply it forward. I wish they would have done more new stuff with it than what they did. But that's so vague. I, I wanted to pick out something more concrete. So. I really just said, I felt like you either needed to do more with the three types of zombies that you spend the first couple of minutes introducing, or you can just nix it. Because if all you're going to use it for is a couple of Homer jokes later in the movie, I just think it's a little weird, if not misleading, to just introduce that at the beginning of the movie and then drop it. I mean, it's not like it negatively affects the movie because, okay, you told me there's three new types of zombies, but then you don't really go back to them and it's a zombie movie that's a comedy. So what does it really matter? But I just, I feel like it's just weird. And in hindsight, either I think you got to use that more or you just got to get rid of it. Nope. I couldn't agree with you more. Nice. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't have a casting change, which I know is sacrilegious on this podcast, but 
I felt like going outside of the main cast, even including Zoe Zoe Deutsch, who was brought in, I felt like I just would have been randomly picking people. So the only two people I felt like you could possibly change in this movie were her or the pacifist. And I didn't feel strongly enough about those two to recast them. And I, you can't cast the main four. So who would be left besides Rosario, Luke Wilson and middle ditch. And I thought those were really good. So I got nothing in terms of a casting change. I dislike that answer. I know I figured you would, but I I I really have nothing. See. And so out of those, obviously, again, you can't take the uh, the first four. Um, mm-hmm. They had what they were trying to do with the pacifist, so I left him. Rosario's always yep. good. Uh, mm-hmm. Middle Ditch, I thought, did a great job. Luke Luke is the one I, I replaced. Uh, okay. It seemed like he was trying to act like Woody, opposed to be himself in Zombieland that kind of acts the same as Woody. And sure. so I I picked a character who I thought would be equivalent to uh to woody's personality and said uh scenario which is which is difficult because uh, woody's oh, sure. a special breed um <laughs> he is but uh i went with nick cage okay i could see that i was just uh just a crazy kind of gun toting guy he's that... a little much <laughs> i think he... you're right woody's got this yeah, he's a little crazy and goofy, but Nick Cage is just like out there. I think he would he would have done this done this well. You know who I just thought of that might have been a good counterpart to Woody? Wesley Snipes. No, obviously, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I feel like McConaughey could have maybe done a good job. <laughs> well, sure, McConaughey would do a good job at at whatever. Well, sure, but I mean, I think he could because he he could kind of do that like kind of squirrely but southerny kind of thing. Um, I I do see your point about Luke Wilson. I, I so I even though I really liked him in this role, um, I do see what you're saying and I do see why you would recast him. So um, yeah, I will I will accept your McConaughey submission as your answer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right. One of the most challenging questions that we have: What award are you giving this movie? You're not going to like this. Yeah, I haven't been liking our awards for several episodes now, so this is not going to matter too much. Uh, well, you might take um, exception to this, but I went okay. and, and I changed my, my caveat to my favorite. So you can't argue so much with this. <laughs> okay. My favorite Emma Stone performance. Oh, for the love of God. I thought that... she was she was really good and genuine and was like herself. Like I felt like I wasn't watching an actress and that's what I, I mean, feel like acting should be. I don't even think, and I've said this, I don't even think she's better in this than she was in the first zombie land. No, she was. I, re- uh, I really, I would disagree with that. Um, I could name several movies that I think she's better. There's better movies with her in it. But I think she was, as far as acting goes, and you're trying to believe that somebody is not in a movie or playing a character. You know, I feel like she played Wichita as yeah. believable as you could play any character that you could throw out there. So nope. I enjoyed this. I, I, I cannot get on board with that at all. I mean, I even thinking back to how funny she was in Superbad. I, um, I liked her in Superbad. Easy A, Crazy Stupid Love. 
Mm. Uh, let's see. Obviously, mm. we have La La Land. I thought she's good in Birdman. Um, I mean, like I said, she's good in these. The favorite. But she's uh, clearly acting as a character in those, and it comes what? across that way to me. No, no. In La La Land, you never think that she's I, acting as a character. I knew that was a special button. Was La La and, Land, and you try and to and dance around it sexes, just to come you back. You think and she's hit. Billie Jean King? This, this is a that was awful. Just truly awful. If you think this is Emma's, if this is your favorite Emma Stone performance, then you're just not watching the right movies. No, and it could be because I enjoy her more now. And so I think she she put in a a great performance here and I liked it. I mean, that that's such a disservice to her. I mean, with movies like La La Land, The Favorite, The Help, uh I don't see how that's possible, but okay. I feel like all those are her playing a character and it's to me that's it's obvious. And Well, and I feel like Zombieland 1 is even better than this. Easy A is better than this. A better movie? She's, I think, if you're looking at the same type of role where she's being kind of a, a fun character as opposed to a, a, apparently a dramatic character, then I think easy. I think she's funnier in Easy A. I think she's funnier in Superbad. No, I think this is this is her walking on set, acting like Emma Stone. And I liked <sighs> it. And I liked it. Okay, that's a terrible one, but um, <laughs> it's funny. I actually went in a similar vein with one of the other. Uh-oh actors in this movie i said it's the best jesse eisenberg movie since social network since social so you just batman vs superman yeah well no there's batman vs superman there's both now you see me's um there's a few <laughs> others that i haven't seen i know he's got art of self-defense out right now but his his honestly his career is kind of not so good since social network which is strange well i mean he's he's basically the same character yeah he can't get away from like the neurotic antsy kind of thing i mean he did some voice work in rio if you want to go animated movie but yeah i think he's better in this and i like zombie land too more than i like both now you see me's and both batman or sorry i guess it'd just be batman versus superman that he did get a a credit scene in justice league yeah you can't unring that bell no that nope. was batman versus <laughs> superman though that one yes that was the end credit yeah did he get in justice league is he on the boat with uh, Deathstroke? Yes. Okay. Or is that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Look at you. Okay. You and yep, your, I know. Your, I, your DC. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I've only <laughs> seen each of those once and I'm somehow able to recall it. So it's basically <laughs> scarred me. Yeah. Okay. So last up we have, if you like this movie, you would also like, and I'm wondering if we have the same thing. No, I like you go first. I think I know what you picked. Okay. Well, you mentioned it earlier. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I felt like that was a, a layup. I, I kind of thought about putting warm bodies in there, but it doesn't have enough of the overly comedic stuff like Shaun of the Dead has. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's straight up comedy. Yes. Yeah. I went a little bit different route. Okay. I tried to, I tried to go tone, but still tried to stay in the world of monsters, even though this doesn't. But it's not totally slapstick like I feel Shaun of the Dead is. Mm-hmm. I went with Tremors. Okay. Um. Sure. I I can I can see that. You kind of have them trying to figure out this, uh, and it, it could be more closer to the first one because Tremors two, you lose your uh, your Kevin Bacon feel. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's you replace the zombies with monsters and you Graboids. have more fun with it. Yeah, I, I definitely think that at some points in Tremors, they try to still make it a little scary. 
Um, whereas I think they just abandoned that completely in Zombieland. But I, I think I think that's totally right. I'm I'm on board with that. Okay. Yeah, I tried to stay away from the obvious choice on this one. Go go a little deep. Yeah. Well, I almost went with tone too, but in a much different way, which I, I knew one you would have hated me for saying it. Um, it's not really even tone as maybe as much as it, as it is visual style is what I was thinking. But I almost said Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I just because it has words on the screen. Well, words on the screen and just it's the humor in both is sort of like this um, almost like flippant, nonchalant comments that are happening all over the place as opposed to like written jokes for punchlines, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I like your other choice better. Yeah, I mean, well, Shaun of the Dead <laughs> is is obvious, but uh, I know there's a movie out that I have not seen. It came out within the last year called One Cut of the Dead that is... Uh, I've heard a lot of things about it online that I have not watched yet, and I, I wished I had when it came time to recommend this because it, it popped in my head was when I was thinking about zombie movies that you could relate this to, but I have not seen it. So need to put that on my list. So can we uh, have a consensus here of we're done with zombies? Oh, I wish, but you know that's not going to happen. Unless maybe they're Nazi zombies? Well, and they had that, and it was ruined. They tried. They almost yeah. almost did that. I feel like yeah. we have I mean, a better shot at Nazi zombies again. <laughs> yeah, you would think after Walking Dead, people would just be like, we just need a moratorium on zombies for a while. Pun intended. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, I think that does it for Zombieland Double Tap. And next week, we actually don't know what we're doing. It sounds like it's going to be a retro or a top five. We'll figure it out. Yeah, Tune so in. it'll be a, Tune in a, next yeah, time. a surprise. <laughs> That's right. A surprise episode next week on either an older movie or a top five. With that, Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G R A F F. All right, you can find me at, at Two Views Garrett, G A R R E T T. You can find the show on all the socials like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at, at Two Views Movies, and you can always email us at Two Views Movies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen. We are there. But if you're on Apple, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word and show everyone that you're a fan of the show. That is it. Surprise episode next week. We will catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both.